0: You're listening to an episode of The Zag, here with 2013 fellow Brian Rosario. It's a really tragic, sad day in LA. We're recording uh, the day after Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and uh, families of of other folks uh, passed away in a helicopter crash. Brian's our resident uh, basketball coach in our alum community, and approximately the same age as as Kobe. So I wanted to have him on briefly to process some feelings and talk about things. So thanks for listening to this episode. Let's get to it. Yeah, Brian, give folks some context. So your your actual job is coaching basketball. Give folks uh, the scoop on where you're doing that right now.
1: Yeah. So uh, this past uh, August, I was hired back into the West Coast Conference uh, at Pepperdine University.
0: And then you're coaching men's, women's, both. What's your actual load there?
1: Yeah, coaching on the women's side. Uh, I've coached on the women's side for my entire career going on about 24 years. So then, as
0: a basketball fan as well, I'm sure you, you followed Kobe most of his career. Like I said in the intro, we're about the same same age. Give give folks a little bit of insight into your relationship to him as a basketball player.
1: Well, I think as a as a basketball player, you know, when he came into the league, he he was one of the last that came in from high school, and obviously coming to the Lakers. I'm I'm a huge Laker fan, so was able to kind of see him when he was young. Uh, some would say immature, cocky, what, whatnot. But uh, to be able to kind of watch his career over the last twenty years, it, it was kind of something special because you really saw him go from boy to man, and and I think uh, what happened yesterday was just an unreal, you know, tragedy in, in terms of just sports, but but just knowing someone.
0: And I was trying to think, like, trying to help some folks maybe understand why the city itself, I think, feels so. So sad and damaged by what happened. Who are some similar sports figures that are so identified with a specific city? You know, I think of maybe like a Tim Duncan in San Antonio, or maybe maybe Jeter in New York. Uh, but I think in some ways, even Kobe is is more unique than Duncan because he was much more visible. He, I think he was more outgoing, and I think people had really gotten excited and used to seeing Kobe in this phase of his life, where he seemed much more relaxed, right, sitting courtside. Um, smiled a lot more just there's just a different sort of piece about him uh i don't know if you feel the same way or or have any other way to to kind of describe why the city is is in such a dark place based on this tragedy
1: yeah I, i i agree with you i i think you know with los angeles being the second most media capital of the world outside of new york obviously jeter controlled uh new york and and i just think you know kobe to be able to watch him over 20 years, he was true uh, to Los Angeles. He fought for Los Angeles. He, um, you know, as fans, we, we kind of go into, you know, who's helping us out. And Kobe, Kobe helped us out. And, and I think the, the thing that I take from him is the fact that for 20 years, he gave everything to that competitiveness on the court. I mean, he was brutal. He was going to get the win. He was going to take the shot. I mean, you loved him or hated him. Um, in terms of just being from Los Angeles, you know, you always loved him, but there was a time when you were in team Shaq or team Kobe's corner, but the only, you know, other person that I think really, uh, God, this is kind of hard to say, but like is close to what happened or what we all felt yesterday was when magic came out and announced he uh, Mm had contracted the AIDS and HIV, uh, virus. And, you know, back then I was a sophomore. I remember my mom taking me out of school, taking me home, just bawling because no one knew what was going to come. Um, and so yesterday was kind of like that. It was just surreal. But you know, now that I'm a father, I, I really, I started gravitating towards um, you know what he had to be for Gigi in in the helicopter. You know, I mean, how mm. scared she could have been how scared those girls could have been um, and all those parents having to go into protective mode, even though they were as scared as they were, you know, and I think, you know, Kobe, I mean, he, and I coach women's basketball and he has really had his arm around women's athletics. But I think in terms of women's basketball, he really adopted us uh, as a fan, but also to be able to give something to his daughter, his daughter was all into the game. And I mean, there's accounts where he didn't watch NBA games until she started asking for it.
0: And then when you have to address a an topic and a tragedy like this with your own team, what does that look like? What does that sound like?
1: Well, ironically enough, we did today at practice. We uh, we started our practice with just a conversation about, you know, who Kobe was to each of us. and And the players and coaches, we kind of went around the room. And uh, told a story, whether it was a story that we had with him or just what what he meant to us as individuals. So, it, it was one of those things that you had to go around the room to hear um, because everyone was dealing with it in a different way, but also through the lens that they saw him in.
0: Well, listen, thanks for, for coming on and giving that that perspective. And, and uh, I know it's been uh, tough for you and tough for so many folks in, in the city. And we we hope we can pull together and, and get to some point of celebration of of his life and all the lives of the, the folks who who, who perished uh, but I think right now it's it's definitely a time to em- embrace the sadness and embrace the the feeling that the city has so thanks everyone for listening to this episode uh, and until next time we'll catch you soon